and welcome to the Oasis space where we disrupt your current chaos with curated peace. I am your host, Patrice Grimes, also known as the Peace Creator. And you guys, this is the season finale. (laughs) I know it seems like it came so quickly, but You know, I just want to start off by telling you all, thank you so, so much. You know, when I started this podcast journey, I didn't really know what to expect. Honestly, I didn't have all the experience in the world. Quite frankly, I didn't have any podcasting experience, but I knew that I had a message that I wanted to share. I knew that I had lives that I wanted to touch. And I knew that I had some amazing resources in my corner that could also impact the lives of others. And I didn't want to hoard it for myself. And so alas, here was the Oasis Space podcast. And I know over the course of several of these episodes, you know, I've really emphasized and tried to tie in with various stories and scenarios and incidents you know, the relevance of becoming a peace pursuit, the importance of being a peace pursuit. And I know I've explained kind of what I do. I may have even explained some of the topics around what I do, right? But I don't think I've ever explained the why I do what I do. You know, the why I am passionate about you all becoming peace pursuits. I don't think I've ever explained to you all why this is so important to me, why I continue to produce the episodes every week, why I put out the content that I do on social media, why I engage with the people I do and live the life that I live. I've realized that I've never really shared with you all the why. And oftentimes the why is really important. You know, when you don't realize why people do what they do, you can oftentimes underestimate the passion of what they're doing and why they so desperately want to help other people, why it's so important to them. And so in my finale, season one finale episode, I thought it was only right to really make sure y'all are clear on my why. Because I want y'all to know, you know, I like to be very transparent here in the Oasis space. And I want y'all to know the real, real of what brought me here. And so, you know, with that, I know that we speak again a lot about peace, what it takes to become a peace pursuit in various areas of life. And I know in the earlier episodes, I explained, you know, the opposite of peace being conflict, right? And the struggles of internal versus external conflict. But We didn't go deep into detail with that. And so I want to do that today. So the reality of it is, is that 85% of people in the workplace experience conflict. And of those 85%, at least 60% have not received any basic training on how to address conflict in a healthy manner. For those of you that don't know, in my regular everyday life, when I'm not being the peace creator, which Actually, I'm the peace creator all the time, right? But in my day-to-day nine-to-five job, I am known as this certified professional with over 12 years in the human resources industry. And I help employees and managers to identify effective conflict resolution strategies. 
But I've learned over these years that being able to appropriately address conflict doesn't start and end in the workplace. It is generally an indicator of your identity or even worse, an identity crisis. And so again, I know you all know me as the peace creator, but I'm also a transformational coach and a speaker. Obviously, you know me as the host of the Oasis space. And my goal of this podcast and and the work that I do overall is really to help people find the gateway to living the most fulfilling life by not simply knowing how to address those internal and external conflicts as those chaotic circumstances disrupt their lives, but really learning how to embody peace by embracing their authentic identity. And that's where these podcast episodes tie in. That's how you understand where my guests tie in when we talk about the peace and how it relates to being conflicted, embodying that peace. But again, as some of you who have been really riding with me in this journey the entire time, you'll know that I like to keep it real. So that means I got to keep it real now, let you know that there was a time that even with all of my education and, and my experience in handling conflict resolution, that I did not know how to effectively address conflict in my personal life. And I certainly did not have any peace. So let me tell you, back in October 2017, barely a week after celebrating my birthday, my entire world as I knew it fell apart. I was dating someone at the time and I had went outside to find my partner on the phone with another woman and he had tried to hang up quickly. And I remember standing at his truck and the look of panic rushed over his face. And for me, my stomach just dropped. I remember thinking, not again, like I cannot believe we're here again. You see, this was not the first time. This was not the first time we were in this situation, in this predicament. And so naturally, I reacted the way any normal human being reacts, right? Typically, humans, when any type of conflict arises, they respond angrily or with avoidance. So they just avoid the issue altogether. And I responded with both. Uh, I did all types of yelling and screaming and crying and pleading and cussing. And, you know, I was pissed, y'all. Like, I was pissed. And I remember, like, dog, like, I'm like, oh, hell no. Come up off these answers. Okay. Like, what is going on here? Help me understand. Right. And as we continue through the conversation, That's when I shifted to the avoidance, right? I shifted to, you know what? I will desperately accept any excuse you can provide. And that was my effort of really trying to like, quote, keep the peace (laughs) Um, and just really help things go back to normal to help me sleep that night. But the reality is that I did not get any sleep that night because we ended it. And I remember laying in bed that night crying the entire night, like literally the entire night crying. And I, I cried out to God, like, why me, God? Why does this keep happening to me? And I don't know if I was waiting for some magical response at the time, but I just remember feeling so lost and confused and wondering just how did I get myself here again? Like, I couldn't understand why 
I couldn't understand how. And it just felt really unfair. It felt really um, cruel. Like I felt like God was almost playing a cruel joke on me. Because, you know, I thought at that point I had been doing all the things that he, he being God, he being my partner, wanted to do. And I thought I had been doing all things everyone wanted me to do. But that was the problem. You see, I had completely lost myself to the point where I didn't even remember the foods I like to eat. And I remember about a week after we had broken up, that was when I finally had regained my appetite. And I was sitting at this stoplight trying to figure out what I was going to eat. Because up until then, I was only eating what my wallet could afford for the both of us in that relationship. And oftentimes that would result to being the dollar menu, you know? And so not only was I supporting this relationship, probably, you know, the best that I could physically and emotionally, but financially as well. And so I had come to this point now where I'm what I felt free. And I know this may sound crazy to y'all, but when I tell you I was legitimately at this stoplight, when this rush of emotions came over me and I literally, I burst out into tears crying and was just like screaming, I'm free. I'm free. Oh my God. I'm finally free. Free to the point where I felt like I actually have options. I have options now to choose something as simple as what I want to eat for dinner. And even as I was shouting, you know, God, let me tell y'all something about God. Okay, he will get you all the way together. I mean, I could not even get my little rejoice in peace. I'm sitting here thinking I'm free. And he hit me with a little, ah, ah. <laughs> like, you think you free now, but not quite. But if you trust me, you will be. And as I started thinking like, wow, I, I really lost myself in that relationship. It's when I realized that I'd actually, if I was being honest with myself, I had lost myself long before that relationship. See, I really lost myself at the age of 13 when I became a preacher's kid. And I had learned to be the best at making my feelings and my challenges and my experiences insignificant so that everyone else's became more substantial. And I would try to perform my way into the hearts of others. and. When I say like performing my way into the hearts of others, like let me break it down because I know there are several people out here that know what it's like to try to perform your way into the hearts of other people. So for me, it's first would start with trying to get good grades all the time, trying to make sure I'm on the honor roll, trying to get all the degrees, playing the sports, wanting to be the best at that sport, recognizing that that was what was getting me the attention and the accolades, saying yes to every work project, even if it meant working 18 plus hours in one single day, just to not say no, because I I wanted to show them and prove to them that I was great and I was qualified and I deserved to be there. The performing my way into the hearts of others showed up as lack of boundaries, to be unable to say no to even friends or family, because I really wanted them to believe that I was this great friend or that I was this daughter or sister or cousin or whatever that everyone could depend on. And if I'm being totally candid, I think performing my way into the hearts of others also looked like crying my way through sex oftentimes. 
um, with people that I was in relationship with because I didn't want to do it, but I felt like I needed to in order for them to stick around. And this is me just being completely honest. Like that's what I was doing. That's what I mean by some examples of trying to perform my way into the hearts of others. And then I would have the nerve to be upset when they disposed of me because they no longer saw any value in me when the truth is I had never really seen any value in myself. And that's when, you know, God really began to show me this Rolodex of my life. And let me tell y'all, child, let me tell you, it was jacked up. (laughs) Your girl was jacked up. Okay. I'm talking about every relationship, my finances, really like showing me the lack of advocacy that I had for myself when it came to job opportunities and promotions, just all the confusion that I had, everything. Like I'm talking about, like you name it, I had it going on and it was a mess. It was a hot mess. And that's when God was like, girl, you are the common denominator. It's you. Like (laughs) it is you. And so I'd realized that I had really been going through this identity crisis for nearly 15 years of my life. And this fear of not pleasing others had paralyzed me to the point where I couldn't even address conflict with myself. So let alone addressing it with others. And that's when I really began to realize just how much that inability affected so many areas of my life. And I came to that realization that I really had to ditch performance in exchange for peace. And so I went on this journey of pursuing peace. And I was later brought to this scripture, Matthew 5 and 9 in the Message Bible. And I remember reading this scripture at least a thousand times in my lifetime. And anyone that is, you know, knows anything about the Bible and the Beatitudes is like, the scripture is like, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the earth or something like that. Again, I had read this scripture so many times, so many times, y'all. And It never like it, you know, it was like, it's cute or whatever. (laughs) It didn't really resonate with me like that. But this day I had been brought to this scripture in the message Bible, Matthew 5, 9, the message Bible. And it said, you are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Baby, let me tell you something. That was a game changer for me because it really solidified that peace itself is rooted in identity. And my identity specifically was wrapped up in, you know, curating peace for others. And so it just, it changed everything for me. It really changed everything for me. And so I realized that even as I've shared this story with you guys, there's probably still going to be people believing like conflict primarily exists in the workplace or between two people, between your you and your partner, between you and your boss, between your parents, whatever. But I'm here to tell you that conflict typically starts with you as the individual. And I know I've said it before and it bears repeating, but peace is an intangible feeling that I believe shows up as tangible results. And so as we've went through the Oasis space, I'm constantly reminding you all of what it is to be a peace pursuit and what that acronym means. And so when I say, you know, peace is an intangible feeling that shows up as tangible results, I believe the results show up in the form of being a pursuit, which is being more prosperous and purposeful, more understanding. R is being relationally fulfilled. S is being secure. U is more united, as we discussed, like community. I is for impactful, 
and T is thankful. And so again, those things, like a lot of times people will really underestimate the value of peace because they just think, well, you know, it's nice to have peace here and there, right? It's nice to feel at peace. But when you have peace, it really does show up in your finance. Like the things that I talked about earlier is how my relationships was jacked, that my finance was jacked, the way that I could not advocate for myself in my jobs and in my relationships, the continuous confusion, yada, yada, yada. Like all those things showed up because my peace was disrupted, right? So it's like when you have the peace, that's when you can really see the results, those tangible results where again, you become more prosperous, you have better relationships, these reciprocated relationships, you begin to start seeing where you have this community surrounded around you that really rallies around you and and supports the things that you're doing. You begin to see how your confidence goes through the roof and you, you identify who you are, who you're supposed to be. And, you know, I think that's so vitally important because it's like how you choose to handle conflict really changes the trajectory of your life. And I know I don't typically talk about my coaching program or the things, the service offerings that I provide outside from this podcast, but that is something that I've created in my Unleashed the Peace program. Uh, With the program, my desire is to help people learn how to pivot even as chaos ensues. And so, again, I know I share this information with you on the weekly podcast, you know, pivot even as chaos ensues. And again, I will give you guys examples or I'll have guests come on the show to provide some realistic examples of how they have been able to pivot even as chaos ensued in their life. But the program is really, it's a more extensive program. And it includes my five-step method to unleash the peace. And I'm going to share that with y'all today. So P being proclaim. Proclaim that a conflict actually exists. E is evaluate. Um, You have to evaluate the origin of your beliefs. A is address. That means you're addressing the source of your confliction. C is comprehend, where you are going to seek to understand the opposing perspective. And E is empower where I'll teach you how to authorize yourself to choose peace. And so I truly believe that this method really unlocks so many doors for you. It's my heart's desire that you all really receive value from the podcast. But for those of you that recognize and realize, hey, I need a little more. I do believe this program gives you the more. I think it really does exactly what it says. It unleashes the peace. And so I really just ask you all to consider that if anything has resonated with you today, maybe you did not have a situation like I did of, you know, poor relationship gone wrong. Maybe you didn't grow up as a preacher's kid, but if you have any idea what it's like to try to perform your way into the hearts of others, If you have any idea what it's like to be a people pleaser and not make decisions for your your own self and your own life, constantly being worried about what other people will think, constantly being conflicted about how you show up based on various events that has transpired in your life, then perhaps this program is for you. (laughs) And I just hope and pray 
that it has blessed you, that this podcast has blessed you, because I've really enjoyed doing it. I am truly going to miss you guys while we take this little seasonal break. But I would love to encourage you all to subscribe, right? Just subscribe now. If you haven't already, subscribe now so that you will absolutely know when I return. The plan is to return towards the, you know, in the fall. So like towards the end of August, early September. And when I tell y'all, I got a fire lineup for you already. Hoo-wee. The people are going to have for season two. Mm-mm-mm. Gonna be so good. So you don't want to miss it. So that's why I want y'all to go ahead and subscribe now. Do not be playing and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do this after the episode's over. No, girl, boy, sir, woman, go on and click that little subscribe button and stop playing around so you can get this notification. Okay. Um, cause I want y'all to be here and ready when we, you know, unleash all this goodness on you for season two. Okay. I also want you to know that I'm not just leaving y'all high and dry, all right? Even though you're not gonna have the weekly podcast for the next couple few weeks, I am currently on my Live Like a Local journey. This is my Live Like a Local tour. For those of you that don't know what that is, I have been going to several cities across the U.S. to identify areas where I could potentially think of relocating, doesn't mean I'm absolutely going to relocate, but I felt it was something that I needed to do to figure it out, right? I've been in the DMV all my life and it was something I needed to do to determine if somewhere else was calling me, if, if my season for DMV was up. So I'm on this live like a local journey, on this live like a local tour, and I have been given some little, you know, live like a local life lessons along the way, but I've also been vlogging the experience. And for some of my regular peace pursuits, they know all about it and they've really enjoyed it because it really kind of gives a behind the scenes look into my life. Like y'all get, y'all get the real on the podcast, but they getting the real, real. Okay. They getting the Patrice that cuts up. They getting the, the raw uncut version the version that you see without any makeup on in the morning, the version you see where you be like, okay, girl, like I'm not trying to do these calls today. You know what I'm saying? Like they getting it all. Plus they're seeing these cities, they're getting ideas for whenever they decide to visit themselves. And it's just another good way to engage with me. So like I said, in the meantime, while I'm away, If you haven't been already, you need to follow me on Instagram at The Peace Curator because that's where all my content is going. And then I'll also be posting the final vlog on YouTube. But to see it in real time, y'all really just need to go ahead and follow on Instagram if you're not already doing that. Okay. And then lastly, please rate and review the podcast. All right. I know there are some of you that listen to this podcast faithfully every week. And I think you just forget to rate and review it, but it is so helpful. It's helpful for other people if they're searching for similar topics. And it's just, it's just, it's a good way for me to receive some feedback on what you all are thinking as well. And then of course, what I always tell you is to share, 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 share this episode, share another episode you liked, share the whole podcast, because this will be a good time for not only yourself to maybe go back and listen to an episode, because I do believe that in various times of our lives, we're able to receive the same message in a different way. It's like 
Some messages give us something else that we didn't know we needed at a different point in our lives than it would have a month ago or two months ago or two years ago, whatever. So I definitely encourage you all to replay some of these. Go back and listen to some of them, see what other new jewels pop up. And then also, again, share them with people that you're close to. Share them with people that you're not so close to, right? Share with whoever you think can potentially be impacted by this, okay? We want everyone out here to be peace pursuits in the making, okay? So again, I appreciate you all so, so much. I'm so honored that you have chosen to spend this time with me and that y'all have been rocking out with me for the last several weeks. It has truly been a pleasure and an honor, and I am so grateful. So with that being said, you guys, I want you to live your absolute best life and embody peace without ever compromising your authentic identity. Love and light, y'all.